Conversations. Um, joined by another another fabulous guest, Tamika. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you, Andre. How are you? I'm good. I'm here. You know, people might people that might be listening to this might be a week after, but this month has flown by. It's been a weird month for me, honestly. A lot of things have uh, have been changing for me. I'm in school, so it's kind of wrapping up now too. But uh, it's been interesting. I don't know how how it's been for you though. But uh, uh, it's been a busy month. Busy, uh, good. Um, I work and I I started a program as well. It's uh, real estate actually, so I'm taking that at my own pace. But I'm trying to do it um, more consistently just so I can get myself on more of a schedule. Um, my work schedule is a little weird. I'm working overnights, um, and then of course acting is always the underbelly, so that's <laughs> always there. Um, and I recently secured like further management. For myself, so mm. that's been really exciting. But of course, like I said, it's just made everything busier. Yeah, no, I could, honestly, for me, I'm the type of guy where it's like I'd rather I prefer to juggle a lot more than have nothing to juggle, right? But um, I want to talk to you about the real estate thing because that's something that's big right now. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are trying to get into buying houses, get into the market. So tell me a little bit about that. What got you into that? Um, I just think that it's an important thing for me to understand yeah. about the world and life and um, a good way for me to build something for myself and mm. for my family down the line. Um, so having that foundation, because I never really was interested in um, like business. Or I don't think anyone. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Never took a business class oh, in high school. <laughs> never took accounting. I couldn't even get into business. Yeah, so that was never a thing for me. So, um, and I, I really like those real estate shows, mm. the house flipping shows, things like that. There's, so, there's a couple on Netflix, I think. Right? I don't know. You watching any? <laughs> yeah. Which ones? Um, selling the sunset. I think it's called. So it's, is it? Oh. It's more. It's more of like. It's like a an, in Cali. Is it yeah. in Cali? I yeah. think I know what you're talking about. Sun, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that, that one's tough. That one's tough. <laughs> and then HDTV too, but yeah, the Netflix ones are really cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's interesting. I was I was talking to my, one of my boys the other day, and they're like, um, apparently the government's gonna make it mandatory that you get your license for for uh, residential housing. Like really? if you wanted to start flipping and getting into the market, yeah, to get into to be an actual real estate agent or whatever, oh, you're gonna have to need me. that. You know, you're, you're one <laughs> step ahead of the curve. That's dope. That's dope. I think a lot of people, you know, this pandemic has forced us to really either level up or or level down. Really, there was really yeah. no staying the same. Because um, for me personally, it's like it forced because you, you can't you can't come out of this situation the same person. It's it's really weird. So to see you kind of do things like that is really dope. Thank you. It's really dope. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about your work. That's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> My job or the acting Your work? job. We're going to get to the acting Ooh, after. Okay. So during this pandemic, like, I, I don't know. I have a really hard time just staying at home and being just like. Yeah. My job before the pandemic hit, which is still kind of my job once it opens back up. It's at a fitness center. So I was a fitness coordinator at this place called Pursuit OCR. Oh, the best place. Oh, wait, hold on. That's a, you consider that a fitness place? It is. I swear that's like a, like a, like a park. Yeah, like yeah. an obstacle. That's so crazy. Fitness, it's yeah. tough. It's it, tough. Falls, it falls under that uh, like gym kind yeah. of thing. Pursuit was my absolute favorite place to be. Yeah. Five minutes from me, but of course, because of the regulations and stipulations, it's closed for now, unfortunately. Um, but I still felt like I had to work. 
I worked at the LCBO. I worked at a grocery store. Um, I worked at a spa. Um, and then I settled on the long-term care home just because the hours are, were a lot more consistent for me. Um, so there I've been a receptionist and a screener and <laughs> the office manager that works there wants to retire. So she's training me for her office manager position as well. That's of course not my long-term goal, but that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, working in a long-term care home. Isn't it nice giving back? It is. Uh, the residents are actually so sweet. I appreciate the ones that come and like speak to me and want to get to know my name. And um, there's like a sense of camaraderie there because the nurses and the PSWs have been working there for so long with each other, mm. and just seeing them care for other people, it, it's it's been a really humbling experience. I've never had a job like this before. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because there's this narrative being painted that you know long-term care homes are just just corrupt a lot mm. of bad things going on and i've seen instances of, of it happening you see it in the news sometimes so yeah. being inside that field have you seen anything like that like what's what's the environment around there no it's and i definitely um am familiar with that narrative as well like i i thought that i would walk into something <laughs> where they were yes. abusive or something yeah and I'm so glad that that's not the case. I see that the nurses and everyone that's on shifts, like you have your, there are four floors um, at the place that I work at. And, you know, there are usually regular nurses on each of the floors and, you know, they get used to their, their um, residents. But sometimes, you know, things switch around and the schedule switches and it's a new nurse with a different patient. And I don't see them being malicious towards them at all or giving them different treatment because they're not already used to them so that's been really reassuring and i i love that yeah. well, everyone's situation is different with that so um it's 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 good to hear that long-term care homes there are some different ones but you know it, it is what it is so um just fast forward the topic a little bit <laughs> you said you're active i am so i want to start from the jump i want to start from like the ground zero ground you know, zero i feel like acting is one of those things where you know you can start when you're two years old or you can start when you're 20 you know so it's something that it's it's creative obviously but for you what like when did it start oh there's like a whole backstory to my acting life um like the formal acting started the year before covid hit 2019 tw end of 2018 2019 mm. um the reason i wanted to get into acting in the first place i i um when I was really young, I was deemed like a gifted child. And so... Wait, what does that mean? Like like exceptional. Like in acting or just in general? Just in general. Oh, my bad. Language like, arts. When I was my <laughs> bad, my bad. <laughs> when Holy. I was like seven, seven, grade three, they how do, do they, a test Is it the EQAL test? No, it's, it's different. not EQAL. It's different. It's how like they, a gifted How do they know? Like they're just... Just like watching my performance in my different classes and okay, things like okay. that. Yeah. Um, and so with that, especially coming from like an immigrant family, my parents are Jamaican. Oh, um, same, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, from that age, were like pushing me into, you know, STEM and things like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And I did do well in those things. Um, I ended up having to transfer to a gifted school, or uh, school with a gifted program, sorry. Um, and I thought that that was the trajectory that my life was going to take. Uh, I was pursuing law in high school and, you know, while I did well, I, I wasn't applying myself all of the time. So I wasn't doing as well as I could have done. Um, but I, I've always known that I've loved performing arts. Um, I used to sing in church, which is like a kind of typical mm. story for a lot, <laughs> of, <laughs> a lot of people. I hear that a lot, um, yeah. 
and I've been to a whole bunch of different schools, and I think that that helped to to shape um, how I present myself. And I think that acting has been a really good outlet for that for me, if that makes any sense at all. Um, I did I did a couple of like school plays, most notably in high school. I did um, I did Grease. And oh I was lead <laughs> in the. My mom grade. loves that. My mom loves that movie. It was so much fun. It was, um, it was. I think the catalyst for me. Yeah. Because I knew that I liked singing, so the musical part of that was already there. But like just being on stage, like Broadway is is a dream of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I was pursuing law in high school, and I thought I was gonna get into something really academic like that. So my first two years post secondary were spent in university. I went to Guelph Humber first, and I transferred to York. What'd you take? I did media communications at York, and I was looking at the justice program at Guelph Humber. Um, But when I I went to York, um, it went into lockdown, which was so annoying. Oh, man. I heard, I swear they went into lockdown like 25 times that year. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, But one of the classes I was in was acting for non majors. Wow. That teacher suggested to me to go into the program. Right, get in that that. I, yeah, that I. Um, Do you remember it was a it was a guy or a girl? It was a guy. It was remember an older name? white man. I don't remember his That's name. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> shout out to him. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So he suggested Humber's acting for film and television program to me. I got a couple letters of recommendation, and I did my audition, and I got in for the 2015 uh, school year. It's crazy that you mentioned that Humber program. We actually featured a. a panel not a panel but a, a few guests on a tv show called tall boys and they were they went to that yeah, yeah if you listen yeah the they comedy were, program they're from there too and we also had another guy uh nima he went to that same program really? he's a comedian yeah i was like this it's a it comes full circle it's a closing the community you yeah. know so shout out to those guys over at humber but um i have a question though okay <laughs> you know for me being an athlete i play games sometimes i get nervous you know no matter how many games i play i i always had that that nervous tingling feeling before a game you know for you, do you get that? Do you ever have those shakes? Do you ever have those ramblings? Like, how does it feel? Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. Um, but I just have to remind myself that I know that I'm in the position I'm in because somebody wanted me there and someone saw something in me um, to portray this character or, you know, say this line or whatever the case is. So um, I think the other side of that is learning to not doubt myself. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So Talk a little bit about that. Um, kind of going back to what I was talking about, about my parents being from Jamaica. Um, I don't know how many other people feel this, but, you know, creative um, paths are not always supported. Like, that's rarely, like rarely. There's a there's a few, you know, every family is different, obviously, but a lot of Caribbean families and African, I think a lot of it's just it's STEM or yeah. it's something school related. Right. So. And so I felt bad and I I just kind of, the question that I was always asking myself was what right do I have to feel like I I can be doing this? Like, am I even going to be good at it? This is not something that I was, I guess, deemed exceptional in initially, like like I was with everything else. Um, So yeah, there was a lot of self-doubt there, Um, but I'm glad that I overcame that because Like, I'm so proud that I decided to to veer off into a different path because this is not something that was initially supported. Yeah, I heard something the other day. I forgot who said it, but they they drew the comparison of, of a lot of times we want to please our parents. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if they told you to go and stab me, it's like, okay, you're going to do 
STEM, but for them. Yeah. And in a sense, it could be for the wrong reason. You find a career and then you end up actually hating your parents for, you know, I wouldn't say force, but kind of provoking you to do something, yeah. right? Whereas you follow your passions, you follow your path. They might not like it at first, but when they see it kind of unravel and kind of actually fulfill itself, then they're like, oh, I see what you did there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's that's interesting that you followed your path because that's it's a risk. It's a risk, right? Like, how did you feel take, taking it? That's, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's been, like, unstable, Yeah. to be quite honest. Like, acting is not something that you can go into um, – and feel like you're gonna, you know, shoot up Sky immediately. Like that, yeah. um, before the pandemic, my agent would send me um, audition requests like the night before, mm-hmm. and I would have to think about my job, like who's gonna cover my shift, yeah, um, like how am I gonna get into character for this role? How am I gonna memorize my lines for this role? Um, and sometimes, like, you know, I've had a few successes, but for those successes, they're like 50 no's behind each of them. Yeah, really, yeah. And not a lot of people see the no's. No. They're only seeing the yeses. And it's like the in-person auditions, but also the self-tapes, like the tapes that you have to do at home. Yeah, like yeah. Not as good as the setup that you guys have here, but a setup like this Some, at home yeah. for my tapes. Yeah. Um, And just the work that goes into that, like having people in the background and, you know, knowing the right time to tape. and. What type of, so what? what's the most recent role, like a tape role that you've done? I don't know if I want to spoil that. There's this film. Okay, um, actually, no, don't even spoil this. Okay. What's the most recent one that you've done that is already out or that you've already been in? Um, To be honest, I haven't booked anything in 2020 at all. Okay, okay. Which is, you know, the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hindered that for me. Um, At the end of 2019, I booked a Lifetime film, which was really cool, actually. It was oh. a lot of fun. We oh. shot that in Hamilton, and I played a cheerleader. <laughs> but, like, a, a rude oh, cheerleader. Yeah. Um, I kicked my best friend off the team. Like, she was the head cheerleader, That's and I kicked crazy. her off. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and that was an in-person audition, actually. Oh, you went in? Okay. Was it? Uh, is it hard to separate the boundaries between acting and real life? Because a lot of times you're <laughs> acting with someone, you might do something foul, but... Know, I f- as soon as the scene is done, are you like, oh, it's yeah. good. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. How is, how is it? Yeah. Sometimes, like, I don't want, like, that specific um, mm-hmm. film that I just mentioned, the girl and I became really good friends. Shout wow. out to Kira. Um, and she was the one that I was kicking off the cheerleading team, whatever. And I did not want to be mean to her at <laughs> all because I love her. But, yeah. you know, you know, at the end of the scene, when they cut, we already know what it is yeah there's a you hear a lot of stories about you know relationships offset um and it's interesting because a lot of them are good but some of them are bad some of them hate each other it's, it's kind of weird so um do you have like a worse auditioning experience or like something that just you always keep in the back of your mind just because <laughs> it's something that is like ah that didn't go well that you just want to forget about yeah um oh I didn't know my lines for, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it. There's a show, it's already out. It's called yeah. October Faction. I did not know any of the lines for my audition for that. Um, like you just forgot it or? I didn't know it. Like it was just too, like I, I think I just didn't sleep the night before and oh. it was like a couple pages, like maybe Deep. three yeah, yeah. three scenes or something like that. Didn't know any of the lines. Um, they had a specific like wardrobe recommendation for the character I was going out for. I didn't have that on like proper. It was a, um, hijab and I didn't have it on properly um, and sh- 
this was the first time I was auditioning for this person and it was just like a uh, bad first impression overall. And I feel like I didn't see her for another like four or five months, which is a big deal. That's like, a long time. Yeah. So I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> what, are some, what, what are some tips? What are some tips that you have for auditioning? Cause I know there's a lot of people in the creative scene trying to get into acting because you just said one thing where you didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, I don't know if that might be one of them, but what do you, what do you, if you had to sum it up in like five or you know, four tips to, or advice to give to people, what would you say? Um, breathing is like a huge thing. Like yeah. sometimes you don't even realize that you're like holding your breath when you're when you're doing something Crazy. that can yeah. really really impact uh, like the the end kind of not goal the product exactly yeah yeah. Um, so breathing is huge. Um. Understanding the character for me is is a big one because like sometimes like they'll keep the camera rolling after you're done after you're done seeing like the lines on the page but maybe they want to see like what else you can do yeah. so really embody who that that character who you think that character is or can be um, because maybe they'll see something in that mm-hmm. um, confidence <laughs> is a huge thing and I think that maybe kind of plays into the the breathing part yeah but um, you know even if you don't don't end up with the role go in and do your best so that when you come out you know that you've done your best like it's not like you gave them um half ass yeah. work how many how many like people are usually auditioning um it depends sometimes the breakdown will say you know female black between 23 and i don't know 27 and yeah. there's only so many people that fit that demographic exactly. yeah but sometimes it's like female 23 to 27 oh, yeah. so it'll be a whole bunch of different girls um sometimes they say like very specific things like um athletic build or yeah. whatever so again only so many people um but um on top of like being in the room and auditioning there are some people who get their things sent in like self-tape so oh, there's so it's stuff a little, that you don't see a little different yeah i always feel like auditioning a lot of it has to, like, for me, this is how I feel. A lot of it has to be, a lot of it has to do with how you actually relate to the character. Like, I know some people or actors in real life that are almost identical to the character. <laughs> and maybe that's why they brought him in. I don't know, really. But do you feel like that kind of helps? Like, has some of the roles that you played, are, are they kind of actually like your personality? Did it help <laughs> to even share I, similarities? Or was it always just completely something you had to adapt to? Um, I feel like, I feel like, what I've been getting is just like cute teenager. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even, I'm far from a teenager now. So it's, it's just been interesting to see how people perceive me and like what yeah. I've booked so far versus like who I think I am. Like there was, Oh my gosh, there was this, um, the role was kind of like a bitchy secretary. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I wanted that role so Badly. I feel like you're liking these bitchy roles. Eh? These, these, <laughs> oh, hey, that's crazy. A little that bit. That is crazy. No, I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I've only booked teenage roles so far, and I wanted yeah. that one so badly because I think it was one of the first ones that was like a grown person. Um, and I, I feel like I want people to see me as a grown person because I am grown. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I've seen some roles with guys that are like 40 playing teenagers. I'm like, how's so how does that? <laughs> You know, two plus two still equals four, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. I add it up, but that's that's crazy. So, 
I want to talk about your most recent experience or most notable experiences. Uh, a lot of them are working with Netflix for films like Titans. I've, that's one of my <laughs> favorite favorite shows. And then Ginny and Georgia. Yeah. You know, so talk a little bit about that because I was a, I am still a fan of Titans. I love the, the, the DC comics and stuff. Yeah. So when I saw you in that, I'm like, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's insane. So first talk about that Titans experience. How was that? How was the auditioning? The Titans, cast. Yeah, Titans was one of my first auditions, actually. Um, and I didn't get the role that I had initially gone out for, but they liked me, so they brought me in for... I think I had auditioned for two other roles, but I didn't get either of them, so they brought me in for Ariel, which was the character that I was. Um, it was really, really cool. The set is actually just by, like, Kipling Station. Oh, it was in Toronto. That's in crazy. Toronto. That's crazy. I just uh, I was just there. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you know the show, The Boys. The Boys yeah, is also... Yeah, The Boys is out there, too. Same set. I thought... I swear... Yeah, I heard something like that. I swear they were recording in Hamilton, too. Yeah, bit, they no? have, like, Everywhere, right? But, yeah. like, the insights... The set was incredible. And just, like, working with... Working with um, everyone that I worked with that day, from cast to crew, everyone is just so welcoming and inviting and... It was really cool because that director was a black woman, and I just love seeing yeah. that. Yeah, literally, I was talking about on my last episode with uh, this girl. Her name is DJ Rosegold. Oh, big cool. Big DJ, yeah. yeah. So we were talking about this representation, and, and with black women, I think that needs to be, it needs to be said more, but not only said, but it actually needs to be done. So to see that type of representation, did that help in any way? Absolutely, because I feel like if they're giving me direction, like they're not giving me direction from a place of like, I'm higher than you. It's more like. This is what I've done. Yeah. You can kind of see how you I've can done see it. Exactly. That's exactly. So it's it's inspiring. It's heartwarming. It's a whole bunch of different things. And it makes me really, really happy to be on those particular sets. Because mm. I feel like I'm seen. How was like the day to day recording with those guys? Like, how, how was it? Um, a lot of fun they're such funny people and i'm so proud to have been part of the cast with these people because yeah. like you know some of them have a whole bunch of experience and some of them have like not as much experience like myself um and so i just i think that it's really cool that they saw something in all of us that was like what they needed for their show and, mm -hmm. and this experience and the chemistry and just being in like the green room with them and like doing stuff not at work with them so much fun. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So I got it's 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 funny because me seeing it from the outside, I, I see the show, I see the finished product, but as a as an avid fan, I don't get to see the insides of it, right? So it's kind of cool that you don't sit down with someone that has really. <laughs> what was the? Because now you're with Ginny and Georgia. That's a very popular Netflix show going on right now. I'm pretty sure a lot of the, our listeners have, have tapped in or saw it. But what was your experience there? How was that? It was it was really great. Yeah. I'm thinking back to my audition <laughs> and um I had auditioned for this particular casting director a few times, so we had a little bit of a rapport. I went into the audition room and like you see when you have something in your throat and you have to like <laughs> that happened, but not when I was introducing myself or when we we're saying hi or whatever. This yeah. was during my audition and I was like, Okay, so I didn't get it because I felt like I messed up um yeah. because of that throat thing. I think I got the call for my character the next day. So So you felt bad about a audition so and you actually called like, back. Okay, whatever, I didn't even get it. I feel like we're our own worst <laughs> critics sometimes. It's crazy. <laughs> um yeah, so that was cool. I booked it July of twenty nineteen, I believe. 
Um, and then we started in August. And again, the school that we shot at was right up the street from where I used to live. So before before um, Rexdale, I was living on Jane and Lawrence. And so the school that we shot at was right beside Falstaff. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. sure if you're familiar I with that. Yeah, I used to hoop out there, yeah. Yeah, I used to s- do swimming lessons out there, so it felt like a full circle. That's a legendary community center. Yeah. Legendary, yeah. yeah. So cool. Um, first day was amazing. I got to see all of these people. Um, everyone was just, again, so welcoming. Um, I had a black hair stylist, which was super important to me because I've been on projects in the past where, like, the hairstylist, you know, they don't know what's going on in it. it is no at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and even wild. like outside of the hairstylist that was on the show with me, like the other hairstylist definitely knew what they were doing because like she wasn't there for one of the days, and, yeah. and they they knew what it was. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel like this? Want to go back to the hair? Do you ever feel like? Do you ever tell them not to touch your hair, or is there ever a time where like I'll just do it myself, or is it always just okay? I'll just sit down and like. Hmm. Um. So, like I said, in the past, I've had experiences where, like, they just did not know what they were doing. It's crazy. And, um, like, I kind of expected it going in. Yeah. So, I'm so grateful for, um, you know, what I had on Ginny and Georgia because they definitely knew what they were doing. But I, I just knew from the beginning that... Um, based on, like, the questions they were asking me because they would reach out and be like, hey, Tamika, so excited to work with you. Um, what do you use in your hair? And I'm just like... Oh, Are so you really they ask you. They ask they you ask first. Me That's what's up. Yeah. Um, but um, for one in particular, like she wanted me to wear a wig. Um, what type of wig? What type of wig? Um, she showed me pictures and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then I got there, and she, or no, I didn't get there. She was coming from somewhere else. We we're shooting in Hamilton, and um, the night before or something, she was just like, "I'm so sorry. Like I forgot my wigs. Do you have anything?" And I'm just like. Aren't you supposed to be the hairstylist? So I brought my own stuff, and then she was like, like, I, I had already put it on, because I'm just like... Hold on, she so she's getting paid to ask you exactly. to bring the... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That, <laughs> that checks um, out. So, yeah, it's not always great experiences, but, like, yeah. I knew from then she wasn't going to know what to do, but I also didn't want to be that person who was, like, a diva on set, so mm. I kind of just let her do what she had to do, but she was just like... If this is the hair, she was just like, like she wasn't yes. actually doing. She wasn't. Anything she was like just there just to look like she's doing yeah. something. Yeah. So that was disappointing. But like, like I said, I hope I hope going forward I have better experiences in in regards to hair and makeup. But Ginny and Georgia was it like the best hair and makeup experience I've ever had. So obviously you acted in the show. You saw the whole series. Does it feel weird still to see yourself on TV? It's so strange. It's weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's like, damn. <laughs> is that <laughs> me? Like, <laughs> My cousin posted, uh, she was, I, I don't know which shop she was at, but she just posted earlier today uh, me on the screen at the shop. And I'm just like, that's so strange. <laughs> what if I were to walk in? You know what I mean? They see you, they see the TV. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, okay, that's, that's <laughs> what's up. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So I want to talk about just different roles because you've played various roles throughout your career thus far. What's your process from transitioning to one to the other? You know what I'm saying? It's it's tough because you're, you're, you become so attached to a character. This is a character you're playing for a whole season or numerous seasons, and then you have to find out that you're playing a completely different show, completely different character with completely different cast. Like, how do you switch your brain from this mode to that like what's your what's your process with that um 
something that really helped that uh, we did a lot of in school was writing out like the who, what, where, why, when for each of the characters. So doing that um, at the like auditioning stage, that's really helpful because you go in immersing yourself into this character's like entire world. Like it may not be written on the page, but you know that this happened to to your character five years ago and that's why maybe she said this line like that or maybe she acts this way with certain people or whatever the case is so you know fully embodying the character in the best way you know how so that you can give them you can give them everything as opposed to just giving them what's on the page because that's what maybe some people are going to be doing initially going into the audition room so that's no that's crazy because a lot of times with transitioning roles and, and different things. Like for me, I, I always relate things to basketball and athletics because that's just who, I've, who I was and who I've been around. So with me, the way I look at it is like you, you play a good game, da, da, da. what's next? You know, you're know, you always right. thinking what's next. You're never really staying in the present moment, which has its pros and it has its cons, but it, it allows you to, to, to transition and be ready for whatever's next. So it's uh, it's interesting to see the, the differences between acting and, I guess, sports in that sense. But... That's nice. I feel like with acting, though, too, you, you said it earlier. It was never a guaranteed thing. It was never a for sure thing. You went into something mm-hmm. that you didn't really knew or know would pay off, right? What were you thinking those times? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what was what was going on up here? I know. Um, so, like I said, I did two years post-secondary in a program that was not acting at all. And honestly, this is a little bit cynical. I was just like, if I'm going to graduate from this program that I absolutely hate and um, end up with no job, because a lot of people complain about like not getting a job after spending all this time in in post-secondary. I was just like, I feel feel confidence in myself enough to know that I'll land on my feet working. Whatever it is. Something. But if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna graduate from a program and not get a job, I might as well be doing something that I like no, doing. That's some real shit. It's I think it all comes down to just betting on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's that's some real shit. A lot of times, like you're saying, a lot of people finish and graduate school and then not have a job or not mm-hmm. have it for sure. I think with anything, there's never a guarantee with anything, right? But I, there's this narrative that's being painted where it's like if you go to STEM and you, or if you take STEM and you go to school, like you're for sure that you're. You're for sure gonna make six figures. You're for sure gonna do this, this, and that. But that's not always the case, you know. But with acting, it's the same way. You might pursue that, but it's not always the case. So, like you're just saying, confidence was big, right? You're betting on yourself, and it's paid off thus far. So that's that's awesome, though. But thank you. So I know we're in a pandemic. You said you mm-hmm. haven't really been too too active. No. You know? So what's 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 your thought process right now? Where are you heading? Um. I, I feel like this is an industry that people are still going to, like, wholeheartedly support regardless. Yeah. So I still feel like this is something that I want to continue, um, you know, giving my all to. I mentioned earlier to you that I'm, I'm, I'm taking a program, and I think that that's also something that it's not really, like, a plan B at all. For me, that's that's something that's always going to be there as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't do this for two years to stop when something like this happened. Yeah. So um, moving forward, like, and especially because, um, you know, I've expanded my, my team of representation recently. I don't think that those people 
like being in the industry as long as they've been think of this as a huge huge setback like of course the pandemic is going to affect so many different facets of everyone's lives but um the fact that like I'm still getting auditions and still um you know people still want to see me for for their different <coughs> projects is a huge confidence booster and it it's huge for me in the regard that you know this is something that is is has longevity yeah it has yeah. purpose it has longevity yeah. it's key i like how you mentioned that the, the the program that you started it's not necessarily a plan b but it's there on the side for sure you know that's something that i can relate to especially within sports a lot of us like as an athlete a lot of us we we played this game our whole life we were a lot of us were born into it and that's all we we're surrounded with and so we only see this tunnel vision type goal right we never really plan for other things on the side we never really in, go into different endeavors we never really prepare for life after our sport and for me it would, it would be basketball but i like how you just mentioned that you have your own program you're getting into real estate and, and things like that so that's interesting because it's not necessarily a plan b you know people look at plan b's like it's just this toxic like oh you don't believe in yourself yeah. you don't better you know what i mean but that's not the case it's you're preparing yourself for what's happening after. Of course. You know what I'm saying? that's And that's just about, like you are saying, betting on yourself and being confident. So that's amazing. That's how, that's amazing. But Thank you. So I want to touch on one last thing before we wrap this up. <laughs> okay. you know, I always like to ask, you know, people in your position, you know, you started, you started at ground zero, but you, know, you must have had someone by your side. Who were your influences in the, in the room that pushed you to where you are right now? Mm. I have a really good friend named Melanie and Melanie um, is also like a very creative person. She's a singer, actually. Um, her handle is Melodious, if you guys are interested in following her. Yeah, I can drop, I'll drop that. <laughs> I'll drop that right here. Um, um, but yeah, she she's always so supportive with it. I've known her since I moved to Rexdale. So I was like 11 or 12. And um, I think I think. Like, you can know things about yourself, but having someone on the outside <coughs> of you see things about you and encourage things in you is so, so important and so integral. And I think that she's definitely always been that for me. Like, she didn't go to the same... Like, after high school, we went to, like, took different paths. Else, yeah. But she was always, always, always there um, as, like, a huge support and encouragement. Do so. you think you'd be where you are right now without it? Oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because like I said, she's a singer herself. She's a very creative person. Yeah. And I think seeing some of that in her helped to push me further into into the direction of fully pursuing. Yeah, creativity breeds creativity. I think when you're around people that are in your, your field, you love to, uh, it kind of bounces off of you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, my co-host, Alex, he's a creative guy himself. So that energy kind of bounces off. So for you, it's, it's nice to hear that. So yeah. it's awesome. So on that note, um, you have any last words or anything you'd like to, to tap in? or? Um, Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's, it's my pleasure. Really, really cool. Um been really cool just talking about this experience because i don't think i've gotten a chance to really yeah. do this too too much so i really appreciate it 